much horror business Driving late at night Psycho 78 12 o'clock Don't be late I said all this horror business My mirrors are black for you You don't go in the bathroom with Yeah, I mean, it's recording Rock and roll All right All right Greetings and salutations. My name is Justin Lore. And I'm Liam O'Donnell. And you are listening to another hauntingly good episode of Horror Business. <laughs> we are joined today. Don't knock the table that the microphone's on. <laughs> no, I'll fucking knock. I'm excited. We are joined today, people. We have such a good episode today. We are joined today by my man with the plan out of New Jersey. Joyzy. Jeff Tebow. Is it hey. is it Tebow? It is. So for those of you who don't know, Jeff, can you spell your last name for us? T-H-I-B-A-U-L-T. So on the show, we've been like, yeah, so our friend Jeff Thibault's going to come up here. And you're joined on Haw Business by Justin Lorenzo and Llama McDonald on Haw Business. <laughs> First of all, we never sounded like that in your excitement. I, I, I also, I feel like I feel like you need to back up from your back. You, you. This is what I said. So we just did a sound test for this thing, oh, and yeah. I said to Justin, Justin, use your loud voice, and he talks at a volume that's reasonable. And then just now, when he's talking about Jeff's last name, it's like he's recording Shai Halud vocals. Uh, first off, my name isn't Chad Gilbert, so you're wrong. Secondly. I yelled about Vic Morrow being killed by John Landis and John Landis getting away with it. We don't have time to talk about me yelling into the fucking microphone. Jeff is here. We got a good episode. Jeff. Jeff is the man. Okay. <clears throat> Jeff is the man who's responsible for the bumpers that we have at the beginning of our episodes. You, you are probably familiar. If you've ever listened to the show before, you're familiar with them because we have two. And I should space them out. But we should. I think... I just keep putting them on. I think the first time you gave them to me, I put them both on the same episode. You did. You did. So we got Bill Mosley and Robert England, and it's so cool. More to come, by the way. Yes, thank you. More to come. Yes. Jeff does, what do you do for Monster Mania? Uh, shift team leader. I just uh, monitor everybody on the floor uh, that's working in the particular shift. That's that's so cool. Jeff, because, okay. Monster- I get a laminate, and it makes the stars think I'm more important than what I really am. Hey, man. And they give up the bumpers. You've hung out with those people more than ever. I should say, I forgot. I, I completely forgot to mention, um, I, I, I sort of brought it up on the last episode, how I met D.B. Sweeney, but Monster Mania is my favorite place to go. Last Two weeks ago, or three weeks ago, whenever it was, I met Barbara Crampton. I met Barbara fucking Crampton, and it was amazing, and that I was a moment for you. She's really cool. She's so nice. Like... I was talking to her and like she like like she like looked in my eyes and we were like talking and she really cared because when I talk to people about horror movies nobody cares ever nobody ever cares I talked to my mom about horror movies her eyes glaze over she doesn't that's care. nice honey that's, yes when are you gonna grow out of this uh, so that was amazing Jeff has done a lot of cool shit Jeff has seen a lot of cool shit he's hung out with a lot of cool people thank you Jeff thank you Tom too it's Tom the guy who's at this up happy we birthday are, Tom so so let's go through our litany, litany of things first of all. Um, not to say that it's more important than, but it's worth mentioning. We are recording again at WJRH at Lafayette College. Mm-hmm. Uh, the official, that's the official radio station. It's a We're, cesspool of leftist politics. That's all I have to say. <laughs> the Berkeley of the Northeast. The Ber- There's a fucking ZZ Top sticker in here. <laughs> uh, so we're recording in the, but we're in the recording studio. We're not in the radio station. But, uh, 
uh, our man Tom, who if you listen to the last episode, we mentioned him. He's such a cool guy. Michelle didn't show. No. So she's still cool, though. She's, she's okay. She scheduled it. But Tom showed up, and it is Tom's 21st birthday mm-hmm. today. And Happy birthday, Tom. The reality is, yes, are we both Edgemen? Yes. Yes. Jeff, are you a member of the Order? I am No, not. you're not. That's fine. We still love you. We are Edgemen, but I can still wish Tom... A happy 21st. A safe and happy 21st. And a, a safe and ha- And Tom looks like a real Weedian. Yes, Tom looks like a, a, a proficient herbal enthusiast, is what we'll say. I feel like he, he has not... I mean, if he's at Lafayette, Lafayette's a serious school, so he has not oh, okay. dropped out of life with bong in hand. But. No, he has not. He, <laughs> no, Lafayette would not tolerate that. No, but Tom is great. He was very helpful. And so happy 21st to you. May you be safe, but also have fun, whatever that means. Yes, um, yeah, and then we have to go to our second thing. Uh, this episode is yet again brought to you by Lehigh Valley Apparel Creation. Lehigh Valley's premier screen printing company. Whether you need a t-shirt, a koozie, a hat, a sweater, or a pin, like we have pins made, you can go to LVAC. That's Lehigh Valley Apparel Creations at XLVACX. And I should note, and Liam will back me up on this, Chris Reject is not straight edge. He is not straight edge. And I know for a fact mm-hmm. that he is not annoyed with us saying that. So we should say it every time. Chris, Chris Yo, Reject, I heard he's not straight edge. He's not straight edge. I heard that. And I will say that until they put me in the fucking ground. Chris Reject once went to kiss a girl, and he was drunk, and he threw up in her mouth. And I'm not going to say what the girl's name was, but it was awesome. And I don't care if that was a fucking rumor. That fucking happened. So uh, that being said, you should support his company. Yes, you Lehigh should, because it's a great – it's, it's, it's an independent – it's independent, first of all. Uh, they do really good work. And Chris, I hate him, and I pray daily to the Dark Lord Satan for his death. But I love him, and he's a good person. And I also hate him, and he's horrible, but he's a good person, and you should support well, him. Well, I mean, they are good at what they do. They, They're very they good. They do. And what I like is that it's a mixture. They're not one of these screen printers that only works with, you know, the punkest of the punk No, 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 no. They will, they will, whatever your group is, whether you have a nonprofit whether you are on some sort of sporting team. People yes. enjoy the sports. They do like and sports. And they need t-shirts and... Mm-hmm. jerseys, and, as they say. And ball hats. Mm-hmm. For, their, for, their, for, their, for their balls. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it is, uh, they will make it for you. And they will make it well. And I know this. Because they never let me actually make anything. They so didn't. I know they had a they standard. Didn't. Yeah, they do have a standard. I also, real quick, just want to give a shout out to my dentist, Dr. Malillo, who told me while capping my tooth the other Did day... Did you just... Shout out your dentist? No, no. I'm gonna, there's a valid reason for this. My man's giving me a cap the other day. And he's like, he's a cool guy. He's a 25th Street East and You should go there. They do great work. And he's like, yeah. So he's like talking about my tattoos. And he's like, I got a tattoo. Blah. I'm like, my, my buddy wants me to tattoo his, wants me to give him like a gold front. And he'll tattoo my back. I'm like, you should do that. I came out. I was like, you should do that. And he's like, yeah, I got one tattoo. He has 666 tattooed in his thigh because his first name is Damien. That's actually really cool. Yeah, his mom named him after Damien Karras from The Exorcist. Oh, wow. That's amazing. That's really cool. So, Doctor, and he see he checked us out. So, he, I hope he's listening to us right now. So, Doctor Miller, thank you for the cap of my tooth. It feels great, and thank you so much. I appreciate that. Okay, let's let's get going here. Wait, I, you know, Jeff, we have you on, and we mentioned the Monster Mania connection. Yes. Is it? What do you do when you're not doing Monster Mania? I work for Target currently. How's that? It is what it is. <laughs> I appreciate that. Have you, I mean, we, we should, uh, have you seen anything? Jeff and I, because um, we, we usually talk about some of the horror-related stuff we've done. Liam, have you seen anything cool, horror-related? You know what? Um, I haven't, actually, because I've been mostly focused on stuff for either this podcast or, as people know, we are doing on our next episode of Cinepunks, 
a retrospective of all of the Fast and Furious films. Excellent. I support so that. So I have been very committed to watching all of the Fast and Furious films. You've come films. around to realize that Tokyo Drift is the best one. Uh, No. Fuck. It's up there, though, for you, right? Yes, yes, yes. It's yes, so yes, good. Yes. What's funny is, okay, here's a weird thing. We're going to talk about it more on the on Cinepunks, but consider this a preview. Um, there's a lot of younger people who have discovered these films, or maybe they grew up with these films. Okay. And they are obsessed with the most recent films, five, six, and seven. Everyone loves them. They're great, whatever. And I say everyone, but I mean of this group of people, they really like them. But if they're above a certain age, they don't like Tokyo Drift. The lack of Paul Walker. Okay. In fact, I would say that a certain segment of Fast and Furious fans are basically part of some sort of like Paul Walker death cult where they just love Paul Walker, and I think that love has exploded because of his untimely passing. So so they they don't like... Fast and Furious 3 because it doesn't have Paul Walker. Do they not right. like anything after 2015 because that doesn't have Paul Walker in it either? Well, they should just kill themselves because life doesn't have Paul Walker anymore. Well, I don't I don't think that's the point. I think that's when people tell me they hate 3, it's often because of the lack of Paul Walker. Now, to be fair, um, the guy who is supposed to be the Paul Walker stand-in in Tokyo Drift, <coughs> that guy does suck. He, in fact, is no, a terrible actor. He's really good he's in He's so annoying, and I want him to die. He's really good in Jarhead. I don't know his name, but he's in Jarhead, too. He's bad. Anyway, Jeff and I, we saw uh, The Void. Yes. Tell us about The Void. I really want to see it. I know it's on VOD now, but I haven't gotten to watch Not it. Not going to give too many, too many spoilers away, but I have been like hyped on this movie for... I don't know when the concept trailer came out for Kickstarter, like two years ago. I've been like super hyped on this movie, and I don't want to – I encourage people to see it because I think it was good. But I'll just say um, someone had seen it. I saw on Twitter that it was a perfect mixtape of all of John Carpenter's films, um, which I think is accurate. Um, it had everything. Uh, had stuff from like Prince of Darkness in it. Uh, had the obvious Assault and Precinct 13 influences. With the special effects kind of like the thing. Um, and then just a healthy dose of Lovecraft and a little – just a tiny, tiny, just a bit of Cronenberg because of how weird it was. Oh, and obviously like Stuart Gordon too, but it didn't <clears throat> didn't have Barbara Crampton in it. But it was good. I really liked it. Everyone should see it. Jeff, what were your thoughts about the void? Uh, it didn't succeed everywhere. I mean, yeah, story I just said, and, it, I, I just said yeah. it didn't have Barbara Crampton in it. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, you said it all there. Yeah, yeah. But it didn't succeed everywhere. I mean, the uh, the performances left more than a little to be desired. Yeah. But that's not what you're going there for. No. You're going there to see gooey monsters yes. uh, just really rip people apart. Yes. Creature effects were mind-blowingly were stellar. good. Stellar. Were so good. And the movie just looked – just had that great look to it. Yeah, yeah. The, the very carpenter look. The, the special effects, if um, if you want to get like super nerdy, for the Brian Yuzna people out there who are listening, it was very Screaming Mad George – Oh, sure, sure, sure. Like something from Society, something from Necronomicon, something from From Beyond. Super gooey. Like very gooey, very rubbery, very flappy. Like there was a lot of flapping the things. Just There was a lot, a lot of, of flapping around and I sticking. That. You know, like a hot day when stuff is flapping around. Mm. Yeah. So I also saw Life. Um, I talked about it in the last episode, how I was going to go see it that night. Life well, was okay. You know, it was not a Venom prequel. I was, I was, I was sick to my stomach when at no point did, did, did Eddie Brock show up. It's fucking sad that it was not a Venom prequel. But if you like alien movies, go see it. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. It, it, was, it was good. Jeff, are you a Walking Dead person? Uh, not recently. God damn it. <laughs> Walking Dead season finale. It was fine. It was good. 
I love Polly Polly and Macintosh. It, it was a letdown. I love Polly and Macintosh. The Trash Goths. She is amazing. I just picture her waking up in a dumpster and fucking she's in party starts playing and she like wakes up and she hasn't got enough sleep. She's got these cute little bags under her eyes and she's like, I'm going to kill a man today and take all of his stuff. And then she does. And it's just like, when I see her, I just hear you've got the look by, I hear it playing. Cause she just, she's beautiful and she's going to be at monster mania. So Polly and Macintosh, if you hear this, it was a bit of a letdown. Liam's an asshole who hates everything that I love. <laughs> and I am obsessed with everyone's like Jeffrey Dean Morgan is like the is the fucking dude on this season. And I just think Jeffrey Dean Morgan is kind of like he's good, he's fine. But I think I think I don't even know her name on the TV show. The the leader of the trash cops. I think she's far more compelling and far more scary. It is true. What is she has a name and I, it just doesn't I want to I want to say it's Janice, but then I just think of Dave Janice and I know it's <laughs> not that. But very similar. Yes, she's just she's intimidating as fuck. <sighs> you didn't find it a little anticlimactic the end. Um I mean, I thought it was kind of corny how he's like we're going to war like and just that was sort of cheesy. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It just like the whole, the uh, nothing about it appealed to me. I was just kind of like, man, eh, that's fine. Liam also made me watch a movie called, uh, conspiracy theory. Let's clarify. Here. <laughs> <laughs> Liam gave me a, I wanted to watch child eater. I watched child eater. It wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be kind of upset. It was, I was like, really upset, like offended. Cause I get, I get easily upset about stuff. And then I watched a movie called conspiracy theory that was found footage about these fucking people in Las Vegas looking for fucking aliens and I'm so – I blacked out and went on a fucking Twitter rampage on my personal Twitter. And it was so bad. It was so f- – I don't believe that any artist owes me anything creatively. I don't think that Prince owes me another purple – well, he's dead. I don't think that Metallica owes me another Master of Puppets. I don't think sure. that Slayer owes me another Rain and Blood. Sure. I paid nothing for this movie, and I feel like I am fucking owed something. Hug. Sex. Something. Money. Food. This movie was so fucking bad. There's a rap in it about butt fucking. It's disgusting. <laughs> and I'm not a prude. I'm not a Puritan. I get that. I'm a man of varied taste. This movie was bad with a capital B and then a capital A followed finally by a capital D. <laughs> and then several exclamation points. I'm glad you walked us through that. I was it was confused. terrible. I, want, I, bla- I literally blacked out and went on a fucking Twitter rampage about it. Jesus H. Christ, it was so bad. But then... This up, we're gonna talk about these movies. Okay, <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, you didn't get to tell us though if you watched any other horror. Things. Yeah, I'm sorry, I yelled. Uh, most recently, I finally got around to seeing Get Out. Yes, loved it, loved yeah. it, loved it. Uh, can't wait for another come back Jordan in Peele. the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> terrible, terrible. I hate you so I, much. I, I, I am so not stoked on him doing a cure though. I really hope that doesn't. Is he work doing out. a cure? I, I hope they're talking to him about. It. He hasn't. He hasn't agreed to do anything. I hope that falls through so he can just make another. I just want him to do his own material. I don't yeah. need him to do someone else's shit. I like what he's doing yeah. on his own. David Cronenberg needs to do Akira. It's too late for him. I yeah, think. he's at. He's. He's. I'm gonna make another. Don't no. I like his movies. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah, Are he, you judging Cronenberg right now? I'm saying I really like History of Violence and Eastern Promises, but it's not The Fly or uh, uh, the other one of the several movies he's made. Your mom is one of the several movies he has made. My mom's ugly enough to be one of those movies. Oh, goddamn! Yeah. See, I speaking of Cronenberg, did you hear about the Rabid remake? Yes. It sounds like it's going to be not so good. I mean, 
I'll just watch the original Rabbit. I'm yeah. fine. You know what I mean? I like really, I really like Rabbit. I, yeah, like yeah. we're gonna do an episode on Rabbit. I I I I talk a lot about Carpenter, and I think it's because of the important sort of role historically Carpenter has played for me. Like that his movies at a certain point meant a certain thing for me. Okay. But I wonder if I have a higher ratio of Cronenberg movies I like. I would say so. I don't know if that's true or not because um, there's a few Carpenter movies I need to rewatch that I used to write off, and now I'm skeptical about whether I should write them off or not. One of them being Ghosts of Mars. Yes. I was going to say, we are going to do, I, I want to do an episode on con- like very maligned John Carpenter films, Ghost of Mars and The Ward, just to see if. Oh, the Ward really is bad, though. So that's the thing is, is it? I, I watched it and see, I hated I've, it, but now I'm like. See, I've watched, but that was recently enough that I feel good about my opinion. I haven't watched Ghost of Mars since it came out. Ghost of Mars has one of the worst endings ever. Ghost of Mars has, a, has an ending that is unforgivable. Why don't we do Ghost of Mars and Vampires? Because I like Vampires. <laughs> vampires is the only good thing James Woods has ever done, aside from Videodrome. Um, and Casino. I don't know. I don't know that I can agree with Okay, so anyway. So you want to get into talking about these? Is I that just what you're saying? real quick. I want to say that I'm I'm inclined to agree with you that I think I like Carpenter's movies more than I like Cronenberg's, but I think Cronenberg has done better, like more good movies. Like, there's not many Cronenberg movies that I'm like, this is fucking bad. Yeah, I think that's fair. You know what I mean? Like, like he's never done anything like The Thing or Vampires or Ghosts of Mars, which are my three favorite John Carpenter movies, but he's done really good movies i wonder though uh, okay I, I i feel like videodrome is as important to me but maybe i don't lift it up as much because it's kind of weird yeah like it's easier fair. to be about some of carpenter's movies yeah um and also i just want to say i actually finished this movie like an hour ago before i came here um i watched a little movie called the phoenix incident the it is everything that a found footage movie should be so not a movie? No, no, no. I'm serious. It's like it's presented. It, it's it's presented as like it's not like the Blair Witch where everything is. It's presented as like a documentary about how like it's coming out that aliens have landed on Earth and they're like moving towards population centers. So it comes out that like they've been here since like 1997, since the Phoenix Lights incidents, which you should fucking Google if you don't know what it is because it's when it it's some heavy shit. Um, and it's it's just like it's the military being like they interview people and they're like, oh yeah, here's this footage that we found from this. Here's this footage we found from that. And then here's uh, this footage of these people that died because of the military blew them up while they were attacking aliens. And the, the trailer was kind of dumb, but the movie actually is. It it is it is one of the better found footage movies I've seen. It's better than the Phoenix Forgotten, which comes out in like two weeks. Which I don't even <laughs> need to see the fucking movie because the trailer looks stupid. You're very passionate about that one. I'm very passionate about literally everything. I get upset about everything. The only other thing I watched recently that I think is worth mentioning because you've seen it too, and I don't think we talked about it was a uh, Trash Fire. Yes. What did you think? I really like Trash Fire. I thought it that was, movie was really good. Um, I really appreciated th- how unexpected it was. That it's you know there's something going on, but yeah. it ramps up kind of quickly, and it and it. Um, I can predict that things are going to go wrong, mm-hmm. but the way in which they go wrong, I did not see. It's totally. heartbreaking, and, yeah. and it is the ugliest, most uncomfortable. Movie. It's so like, right? Even the even the characters you're supposed to like are just like abrasive and unapproachable for whatever yeah. reason. Like the girl who you're like sympathetic to, she's like, 
so fucked up. Have you seen it, Jeff? Trash I have not. You no. should watch this movie. I don't want to go, but it's very good. It's very good. Um, I really appreciated though too the our main character who what I don't know that actor's name, but I know he was in Entourage. Yeah, 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 yeah. He is so unlikable at first, and he and he kind of remains in some ways yeah. not very likable. But when you interact with his family, all you, of a sudden you understand him, and I think it's it's not in a way that's like corny, where you're like, oh, I get it, his families are bad. It's like, oh, yeah, I specifically see how this affects how he interacts. with Exactly, him. yeah, that's what I really liked about it. Is it didn't it, he wasn't like a redeemed character, but it's like instead of him just being this like absolutely unlikable asshole, you're like, oh no, it makes he's still unlikable and he's still terrible, but. Here's that's why it's terrible. Sure. I also watched quote unquote two movies last night on a date. I watched them with a girl. Okay. But All we right. basically just we talked the whole time because that's what we do. Yeah, that's great. We watched Mockingbird and uh, We Are What We Are. No, okay. we're What We Become. Is that the zombie movie? What We Become? Oh, yeah. What We Become. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We yeah. Are What We Are is a cannibal family. Yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. Mexican what, cannibal. What We Become. Yeah. yeah. I, was, I, went bowling, I went bowling with a girl last night and then we watched two movies. So take that. I didn't realize this was a podcast about your dating life. It's not a fucking about my dating life. I just saw two movies with a girl. God damn it. <laughs> we also saw the trailer for Night of the Virgin. Night of the Virgin looks amazing. Batshit insane. Night and of the Virgin looks so it. fucking good. What? The, the trailer, it's going to be showing at the, the film festival. Sure. The Cinadelphia yeah. Film Fest. Uh, and... It's the trailer just starts out just flashes of weird imagery and the word this decrepit house and the word fuck just keeps bigger and bigger and bigger. And then all of a sudden there's just like shit like banging behind a door, a man vomiting a copious amount of blood. Okay, okay. Uh, And I can't stress the word copious enough. Sure, sure. I appreciate that. Um I I did a quick search on what the movie's about. Apparently this guy is a virgin. And it is his night. Okay. Um, he goes out to a club and a, a and an odd older woman approaches him and uh, tempts him back to her home with promises of whoopee. Yes, and, as uh, the kids say. And then uh, up he finds out that he's being held captive and they're going to do fucked up things. Okay, I'm into it. Yeah, yeah. I believe it. it it's it's definitely a Spanish language. Yes. Uh, yes. Sure. Sure. Mexican or so South American. It's subtitled. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it's Mexican, yeah. Yeah, I believe you're right. You um, would say it's Mexican. No. I would have said, <laughs> hey, it's like fucking Puerto Rican or like French <laughs> or something. All right. Well, why don't we take our first we're gonna break? Take a fir- we're going to take a quick break. And then we're going to talk. Oh, the movies. <laughs> fucking. We've gone an hour and we haven't even talked about it. The movies we're doing today, we're doing Italian haunted house movies. We're doing 1988's. La Casa 3, a.k.a. Ghost House, and 1981's The House by the Cemetery, directed by, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think his name is pronounced Lucio Fulci. Is that how you pronounce his name? It's Lucio Fulci. Is it I Lucio? Lucio. It's a, so, it's a hard, it's a soft. He thing. knows he's a, <laughs> I, you're a fucking monster. Thanks, llama. <laughs> All right, and break. Stephen, where are you? Please answer me. Steve. In this house. What you don't know will hurt you. (laughs) 
It was to be a getaway dream. It's becoming a runaway nightmare. Do you see anything? Some old steps going down. He has been awaiting the arrival of his new guests. One by one, they are disappearing. One by bloody one. No! 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 When you move to this house, Before you get locked in, read the fine print. Mommy, hurry! You may have just mortgaged your life. Due to the graphic nature of this film, no one under 18 will be admitted. House by the cemetery. We recording? Yeah, I never turned it off. Okay, good. All right, we're back. Good, Fuck good, Liam, good. he's not put his headphones on yet. <laughs> um, so up first we have 1981's House by the Cemetery. Ooh. Directed by Lucio Fulci, uh, part of his Gates of Hell trilogy, which also includes The Beyond and City of the Living Dead. Now, Jeff, how do you, would you talk about this movie? Uh, <laughs> you're such a good host. I, am. Well, <laughs> I mean, it was uh, it was very entertaining. Uh, Lucio Fulci, I, I believe you told uh, you uh, you and I were talking about it uh, after the void. He knows how to uh, make crap shine like a diamond. Yes, very true. And this is the shiniest, diamondiest crap I've ever seen. It's gorgeous. Yeah. It's just it just doesn't make much sense. The child in the movie is horrible. Unbearable. Yeah. Bob. Giovanni Razzi, I think his name is. I love Bob. <laughs> and we know we do. I love, we know I love do. Bob. Bob is the worst. <laughs> I think Bob is great. And I love how his face doesn't make any sense at no, all. <laughs> he looks like a he I've said this during the movie, he looks like a young James LaGrosse, and I think that's why I hate him so much. That's way not fair to that actor because I, I because I'm weird. I looked up pictures of that guy looks like now. I guess he he's like a, he, he lives in Chicago. So I'll just make up an occupation for him. He's a milkman in Chicago. I don't know what he Makes actually does, sense. but sure, fuck it, we'll go with that. And he just he he doesn't look like you're like okay, that's the kid from House by the Cemetery. But, sure, sure, sure. Um, yeah, I just I don't, I don't know. I just so that's House what? by the Cemetery. Then 1980, no. Um, <laughs> Why don't you uh, tell us about the plot? <laughs> the plot, quote unquote. Uh, so by the, the plot is that this guy and his wife they live in they live in Boston. They up in Boston and they uh, they move to this house. Also, it, it should be noted that they're actually in New York at the beginning of the movie. New York, you can say whatever you New want. <laughs> Dude, okay, they're in fucking New York. Your accents are impeccable. I know you thought I'm from Boston. Yeah, I did. Yeah. So chowder. They're actually <laughs> there. You go. Um, so this guy and his wife, um, they moved to this house uh, to do research, quote unquote, because the, the person who lived there before hung himself, um, I think. And they, they go there and it's actually – before we go any further, we should note that both these films are avail- available on Shudder. Yes. And which is why Liam and I picked them. 
Oh yeah, this is like our shutter. We kind of lost that thread, huh? Well, this is was, like our shutter episode. I was gonna say we do. We should actually do a shutter exclusive episode, but that's sure, sure. You're, sure. You, you're, you're seeing the peek behind the curtain. You're seeing the workings of our business. I actually got the trial uh, just so I could watch the movies for this, and uh, I, I kept it. it yeah. It's great service. I won a year subscription from Synapse, the, so I fucking rule. The Price is Right. It's five dollars a month. You, you can't beat that with a stick. No. Okay, keep going with the so plot. So anyway, the yeah, plot totally is they go plot. to this house. It's 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 weirdly enough the house the same house that um Ghost House was shot at. They go to this house and all this like creepy. It's not shit's... the same house, but it's the same place. What's the difference? The movies aren't connected. Is it the same house or is it the <laughs> what is it? Tell me, I have to know now. I thought it was the same house. God damn it! Oh yeah, it's the same. House. It's the that, same house. That's what you get for listening to John Martello. Yeah. <laughs> No, I mean, uh, uh, John Martello, noted weed enthusiast. It is the same house. I, it's funny because they don't look. It doesn't look like the same house to me. No, but I've actually read. I saw. I think I saw on Wikipedia or made up that it's the same house. Yeah, and it looks yeah. way more remote. Yeah. In Ghost House. Well, they're seven years apart. So. Yeah. Um, but, so in seven years, all the neighbors had burned down and got away. <laughs> I don't know. I would move too. <laughs> so anyway, they go to this house. All this weird shit starts happening, and there's this guy who used to live there, Doctor. What's the guy's name? Dr. Wittgenstein? Freudstein. Freudstein. Dr. Freudstein. Who? Jacob Freudstein. Can we clarify something here? Yes. A, why is he named Freudstein? Yes, because, well, clearly because Fulci, noted maniac, was just like, who's the most famous doctor? And they were like, Freud. He's like, good, Freud. Who's worse? Frankenstein? Blend them together. Frank and Freud. (laughs) They're like, that doesn't make any sense. He's like, Freudstein? Good. I, I mean, okay, I... I get that. Okay. Freudstein seems to me like a name that an unintelligent anti-Semite makes up. I didn't want to go there, and I'm glad you did, because I want to talk about that, but I was afraid to bring it up. But then I feel like it's not, because the gravestones are all crosses. Everything about the place says, we're into Jesus. Yes, because this movie was made by lunatics. (laughs) But then his name is Freudstein, and I'm just like... Why Freudstein? Like, especially because also let's clarify, he's in, you know, he's in on a, they're on an island in you know Massachusetts. Yeah, it's not exactly a thick Jewish community per se. No, <laughs> and this is the other thing about it that's very strange to me. They originally wanted to name this movie Freudstein. That was the shooting title of the movie. You're kidding? Was just Freudstein. That would have been so much. Better. Lucio Fulci is a fucking man. Well, was a fucking maniac. I, I love the trailer or the the, the one. It's don't, like don't talk too bad about the Maestro. No, no, no. I like. I I I, I was actually going to say that I enjoyed this movie a lot more than I thought I was going to. Because mm. because I actually um I, I I I love City of the Living Dead. I think City of the Living Dead is an amazing movie. I I I'm not crazy about Beyond. Are they hey, Beyond. I literally hate you right now. Ugh. And I I'm not. Just look. I'm sorry. You're a monster. That's what, <laughs> That's what an anti-Semite would say. That's what an anti-Semite would call a Jew. I'm not Jewish. Let me clarify that. I I really love the Beyond. I I I you know when I was younger, obviously the first movie. I think most people, the first Fulci movie is probably zombie. Zombie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah everyone sees zombie first, and and for a long time I thought zombies great. The other ones not so much. But on rewatch, I think the Beyond and. Um, City of the Living Dead or The Seven Gates of Hell, depending on which copy you have. Uh, I think they're equal for me. I think I like really? them both. Interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I also kind of like New York Ripper. 
Have you oh, seen yeah, Have you seen Manhattan Baby? I have not. That's on my must see Fulci list. Mm-hmm. We should watch it. Sometime. I want to. I want to see that. Um, what is other Fulci I've seen? I've seen Conquest. Have you seen Don't Torture a Duckling? I was about I, to ask about. I that. have seen. So what do we think about Don't Torture? I've I, never seen it. I feel like okay. Hold on. Yes, Don't Torture a Duckling. It struck me as um falling into the giallo thing where it's very anti woman. Okay. Which is not uh, yeah. true of all Gialli, but that particular one, I was like, man, he's this is and what's funny is in that sense, in the way it treats its female characters, I found it worse than New York Ripper, a film in which every woman is mutilated. But but because in Don't Torture a Duckling, the women are also irredeemable, that I found it frustrating. That they're either like stupid. I mean, or you just awful. couldn't yeah, you just couldn't write a decent female character in that movie it was ever as far as i could tell well i guess uh um you could make arguments for like the woman in the beyond but uh but i would say maybe in uh the black cat have you guys seen the black cat i haven't i'm, I'm that's the thing yeah. is I'm, I'm not i'm not i'm admittedly not very well that was him adapting though so it's true it was an adaptation it's a very the black cat is a very strange adaptation of poe yeah it's a very strange <laughs> adaptation of poe i think whatever he uh, wrote for uh, what was her name, Catriona McCall. Uh, yeah, he, he, yeah. he treated her well, but yeah. pretty much everybody else, he was just not right misogynist about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's hard to say that because I enjoy his films. I, I assume um, she was his but, muse or something. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, here's uh, going back to what you're saying. We, so this doctor or the is he? He's, he's like a professor. Is he? And he's I mean, a historian. He's, yeah, he's, he's, he's a, working at this New York Historical Society, which you missed because you, you thought it was Boston. You mean the whatever? You mean the the, the guy whose family Bob's yes. father? Yes. Okay. He's he's and he's going to do this project now. What was not clear to me, and I would like, well, not Justin, because so I don't think he was paying attention, but maybe Jeff's, <laughs> God damn maybe it. Jeff's input on this. Do we think he knows about the way that this is what I find confusing about House by the Cemetery? It's not the flimsy plot, which I think we can all say that's is, forgivable. Though it's unclear that much was like, thought tissue about paper ahead of time. flimsy. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. but it's Fulci. But yeah, what's yeah. more confusing is Fulci does the thing where, except for Bob, every character using cinematic language is like suspect. Like there's a moment with the babysitter. There's a moment with the dad. Like for a chunk of the movie, I think. The dad knows about Dr. Forstein, right? Like, he knows about I him. I think yeah. he puts two and two, because I, I, from what I picked up, as soon as he found out that this guy hung himself, I think that dude knew something was up. But does he know? It's not, it's never, there's never, uh, I, maybe I'm forgetting something, but it feels like there's never a big reveal where we find out everything he knows. No, no, no. But there is the point where he's like, I have to do more research. And he's like, you see him like taking the papers and he's like going through the documents and everything. And I don't think it's ever really said outright, but I think he does put two and two together that like this fucking Freudstein, Freudstein, whatever it was, uh, was up to some nefarious shit. Yeah. I think he just like watched some Hitchcock and was like, you know that red herring thing? I'm going to do that do with that. everybody. I want that. Do that. There's, especially with the babysitter, right? Fantastic there Italian are, accent. There are, there are, yeah. <laughs> he should, it's more like, hey. <laughs> I see a Hitchcock. I want a movie. Make it a red herring. Hey, you know the babysitter. The hot the babysitter. Zooming in the eyes. Just show the eyes. What if we zoom in on her? It's like a she did it. Eh? <laughs> make a papa sound like a pubescent boy. It's like a she did it. Eh? And bring me a chef boy or Why don't you come in and make a papa sound good? Hey, maestro, maestro. What is with the little girl, eh? The little girl. She's from the past. The past. You maestro, you're it? so smart. You're so smart. 
Give me Jewish name. Where's the Jewish doctor? He's under the ground. Oh my God, he's a, he's a, got no face. Uh. Yeah, also, they do they ever really explain what's happened to Dr. Feuerstein? No, I'm not even sure if that thing at the end was Dr. Feuerstein. That's definitely Dr. Feuerstein. Are, are you sure? Yes. I thought it was one of his creations. I 100% think it's listed as Dr. Feuerstein oh, really? in the IMDb, okay. like in the cast thing. Yeah. But it's still... You're right to say, why is Dr. Fortune now basically a zombie or whatever All I want to say, though, is... Because he was in the basement. He's been living off of children, I, I guess. Yeah. Children. Or body parts. Yeah. He found out a way to extend his life. I, I don't know what it was about that, but the way that thing moved, there was just something that was so unsettling about that. Yeah. That was... It wasn't like... It wasn't like... Like terrifying, but there was just something about the way it walked. I think it like it looks like I think they filmed it in reverse and then played it back because it was just I don't know. Like the the longer they showed it, I was just like, this is like really effective and and and, and strange. Fulci was always effective at making you feel just uneasy with the sight of something. Well, that's what I, I, I mean. Like he did it the obvious way with like the eye gags in the other yeah, movies, yeah, yeah. but like. I don't know that any of his, I mean, granted, I don't think any of us are Fulci experts, but um, I don't know that any of his films have particularly thick plots. Like no, they're all no, no, ephemeral. No, no, not even but, a little bit. But the thing about House by the Cemetery is it's not just not very well thought out as a plot, like plot structure, but the actual idea is so cornball. Like, okay, the major elements are there's a house, something weird happened in the house, and in the basement is a doctor who may or may not be Jewish. That is somehow doing something to extend his life, and not very well. It's not like he's living his best life in the basement. This movie was... But but what I'm saying is, it's actually more than other Fulci films, very much like 50s sci-fi thriller. It's Mm. very Mm. cornball. There's everything about the story is cornball. But then you give it to Fulci... And he's got the eye this and the stabbing that and the the the, the bat the, attacking this and, the, and like that even, bat attack was amazing. Was even the shots of the girl who is she a ghost? Is she in another timeline? I don't fucking know. But the shots of the girl, she's where she'd be like, "Don't go in the house, Bob." It's like those moments. If any other director, I feel like was doing that, you'd be like, "It's so stupid." Well, here's the thing about here's, and then Fulci does it. I'm like, "Yeah, she's right." But here, yeah, here, here's 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 what this movie house. was. This movie, even if you look at like some of the posters, like this movie, I think was like Fulci's answer to The Shining. Sure, because if you look, there, there is there actually is a movie poster where they just use it's. I mean, it's not Jack Nicholson to a T, but it's it's a character that isn't in this fucking movie that looks like Jack Nicholson. Here's the note to that though, which is you've seen trailers for The Shining, right? Yeah, the original trailers for this film featured narration by Brother Theodore. Who's brother? You don't know Brother Theodore? I don't know. Oh, man. Okay, this isn't going to matter for you then. After we're recording, and whoever's listening, if you're listening to this, take that into your heart. Go to YouTube. Look up Brother Theodore. Mm -hmm. And understand that when this trailer came out, this dude's, you've heard his voice before. He has that like, he was a comedian guy, but he had this certain kind of voice that they used for horror stuff, and he did some acting and um, did some porno too. Oh, interesting. Well, only as like a joke because he's so ugly. But, uh... Wait, he starred in pornography. No, he was like a joke character they would oh. throw into porn as like a funny thing. To kill boners. Yeah, basically. Okay. Uh, but Brother you Theodore... You gotta make it last was, till the end of the movie, man. Yeah. He, he, but what's weird about Brother Theodore is that he was like this Eastern European escapee from communist oppression, and he has this whole like interesting story. Oh. But most of his career is just he has a funny voice and he says weird shit. <laughs> like that's his like entertainment career. Anyways... If that's a legacy you can leave, I mean... Yeah. If you look him up and you realize he did the narration for this, or maybe you'll find a trailer for this movie where he did the narration, 
it is the opposite of everything. You know, The Shining is scary and it has some goofy moments, but it has this weird classic thing to it. It has this kind of like dignity. Yeah. And yeah. everything about Brother Theodore is not dignified. It's without dignity. Yeah. It's yeah. like, you know what I mean? It's like the idea that he'd be like, the scariest movie you've ever seen. That's awesome. Yeah. I really want to watch the trailer now. No, but, um, <laughs> but uh, like, yeah, th- th- this movie is like, it, it has like, if there was a plot, it has like, you know, like, uh, they very clearly, even like the way they dress Bob up and the way his haircut, sure, it's sure. Danny Torrance. And I mean, even the little girl, I think, would be his Tony. Because if, you, if you've ever read the book, The Shining, Tony isn't the little finger in the boy who lives in his mouth. Right, right, He's right, an right. actual boy who's like, Danny, your dad's going to go fucking crazy and try to kill you. So I think that's what they were, by having this mysterious girl who actually ended up being real, I think. Maybe I don't well, think that was she's, ever. She's Doctor Freudstein's daughter. Oh, was that who was, was Doctor Freud? She was she was Zelda Freudstein. Well, that's the mom is there. She brings him to the mom. Oh yes. By the way, the actress who plays the mom, her hands were Doctor Freudstein's hands in every shot that you couldn't see. You know how like there's scenes where you really? see Freudstein's hands. Yeah, 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 yeah. They didn't have anyone to play that. Like they hadn't cast the. They person. couldn't use Doctor Freudstein. No, for, for some reason they didn't. He's like, I won't have my. Film, goddammit. I don't know why, but she had the hands. I was just reading it in the IMDb. It's weird. Ah, that's weird. It's sort I of, like looking so, like I have lady yes, hands. Yes, I need my hands. They cannot be filmed. I'm pretty sure whoever was wearing that Dr. Forshee makeup did not have any opinions on anything like that. Oh, well, here's the thing. Not to get too far sidetracked, did you know that when they made the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the actor who played Grandpa was like some 18-year-old kid who they just like found and put a fucking mask on. And that kid, like he wore a mask. You didn't know who the actor was. And they had to hold up filming because he was like, I'm getting kind of tired and I want more money. And like Toby Hooper was like, oh, fuck, man, what are we going to do, Grandpa? It's like, no, just take Franklin, put the mask on him, and there's Grandpa. And it's just like, why would they give these actors who you don't see their faces, like, why not film Freudstein's hands? We're filming your hands or you're fucking fired. That's what I'm trying to say. I think what you're saying is actually insane. Be- I'm just saying you're assuming lots of things that are not clear. Also, I mean, <laughs> how is that? There is a union in place. So, Why could they I film Fortune? Wait, hands? no, no, no! Not even the union thing. You're assuming. That who whatever asshole they put in the Freudstein makeup is even an actor. I'm saying that's a, just a page, and he didn't get a choice about the hands. They just had Biddy on the side because she's in every other that's shot. That's weird. And they were just it like, yeah, probably, put your hands in front of the camera. It was camera. probably Fulci's nephew Pasquale or something, and they were just <laughs> Pasquale F- Fulci, noted <laughs> pornographer in Italy. Jesus Christ, this is the worst episode. Ever. No, this is the best episode we've ever done. There's, stop there's stop hitting gold. the table. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, here's the thing. We haven't actually talked much about if this movie's any good. I think it's good because, and I'm being serious, I think this movie is good because there's gore in it, and I don't typically like gore. I'm not like, ooh, it's it's gross. I just think gore is kind of like a cheap cop-out effect that you get to evoke a reaction out of an audience. What I like about Fulci is what he does in his movies is I really like that he makes it like, he makes everything seem like, I, I, I'm going to say pornography for like the fourth time in five minutes. But I'm going to say it seriously this time. No one's surprised by that. The way, yeah, I know. As noted porn addict Justin Lore, um, the way he like he does these shots where he'll like cut someone's throat and then the camera will do this tight zoom in on the on the, on the wound. Yeah, it's almost pornographic. It's very like it's uh, uh what's the word I'm looking for? It's like um, I can't even think. It's it's right on the tip of my tongue. Like uh, there's like a peeping tom. Okay. A voyeuristic? Voyeuristic, yes. His movies, his, his, his movies seem... Thank you, Jeff, for being yeah, the thank educated you, one. Thank you, the walking thesaurus. <laughs> Jeff Thesaurus Tebow. No, I mean... That's, that, that's actually my middle name. Yeah. A little known yeah. fact. It seemed, no, that, that's how his movies seem. Like, every time there's something gross happening, the camera just, like, zooms in, and he just, he just like, right there, and it's not, like, a steady cam. 
And I just there's something that's like that just makes me squirm, but not in the way that I'm. It it, it makes it like. It's not that I'm seeing something physically revulsive. It feels like I'm watching something I shouldn't be watching. Sure. No matter what it is. Like that could be a kitten playing, but the way he would film it, I'd be like, I don't know if I should be watching this. Mm. And that that I think lends to it. And yeah, like Jeff said, the the plot of this movie is it's tissue paper thin. It's it's the shining with uh, Freudstein. Um but I think like Fulci stuff is more about how much weird imagery can I cram into a movie. Sure. And this movie isn't really too heavy on the weird imagery, but you take a movie like uh like City of the Living Dead, where the girl throws up her fucking guts, and there's the priest re- hanging at sunset in the cemetery. And I, I think his stuff is more about like how much weird imagery can I throw at the viewer and get away with it. And I think he succeeds in this movie. I like that you ended that like kind of like you were selling us on it. Like, what do you think? Huh? His hands are even. I'm out saying like, yeah. Oh, like, guys? I mean, hey, we're talking about Italian movies, so I gotta be very animated. No, you don't. I'm always animated. I know. My name's Justin the Animator Lore. Oh, my God. Sweet uh, Christ. It's yeah. a good movie. I like it. I liked I, it more than I thought I was going I to. I think... I definitely liked it more than I thought I was yeah. going to. I'm actually amazed that you guys hadn't seen it before. I may have seen it before, but... Okay. Well, as you said, I'm a fucking poser, so it's not a surprise I didn't yeah, see it. Yeah, I was just being nice to you. Yeah. The, I watched it this time knowing I had to pay attention because I was going sure, to be sure, talking sure. about it later. What were you doing the other so, time? Smoking marijuana? Uh, potted probably up, not. Potted up on weed? No, no. Oh, weeded up on pot. Yeah, hanging out with Robert England or something? Or like you, all you fat cats at Monster Mania do? No, I don't smoke weed. I do coke like an oh. adult. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the, the thing about this film is that, uh, like I was saying, I don't think, I think his other movies work better at a story angle for me, even though none of them are particularly like complicated. There's something there that kind of pulls me in a little bit. And on paper, this movie is so dumb. It's just like, Hey, there's a, there's a creepy doctor in the basement who sends bats for you. And sometimes just knocks on the door for no reason. And then, you know what I mean? Like the, the ways that the scary things connect to his existence in the basement don't make sense. And then even when Bob escapes to be with, the girl and her mom, who apparently is Mrs. Freud. Not a happy ending for Bob. Not at all. That's not really explained. You're just supposed to get what's happening. And that happens in, in Fulci movies. He's not... That's the City of the Living Dead. It has that very, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, the yeah. very weird ending with but, the girl. But, but that the thing about it, so then... I mean, I think I could argue that those are kind of different in some ways. But the point being is that, um, in theory for me, none of these things should be very effective. Like, I, I was watching House by the Cemetery the first time I ever saw it. And I remember thinking, like, oh, this is kind of a dumb story, but the imagery, like, works for it such that now I wonder if, I mean, this isn't true because I know Fulcher's done some terrible films, but if he has the ability to do sort of his best stuff visually, does the story even matter as much in some ways? You know what I mean? I don't think it does because I do think he is effective, effective enough at just making enough weird shit happen on the screen yeah, that as a horror film, if you are the type of person who is not going to watch a movie based on the story and you just want weird visuals, yeah, I do think Fulci's a great filmmaker. Yeah, um, he's not my favorite filmmaker because I'm I I don't think he makes bad movies. His movies just aren't. You know, I'm not like you. Also hate Italians. No, I don't. Yeah, you hate him and Dario Argento and John Carlo uh, DeMarchi. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Reject, who is not Italian, but I hate him anyway. <laughs> 
No, I, I, I don't know that you're a big fan of Euro horror generally. And uh, I think I like Tombs of the Blind Dead. That's Spanish, though. And contrary <laughs> First to what you, of all, get con- the fuck out of my face. Contrary to what you said outside, Spanish people and Italian people are not the same, Liam. <laughs> Oh, I hate you so much. I celebrate the Blind Dead series. It's good. I don't. I think they're so boring. Oh, they are incredibly boring, but they look really cool. Yeah. Ghost Galleon being my favorite. You don't like Night of the Seagulls? Everyone get (laughs) out of my face. Okay, but the point is... I don't... Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait. The fact that I could make the statement that I don't think you generally like Euro horror, and you're like, oh, but the Blind Dead movies, I'm like... You said Euro horror. Okay, here's the thing. I no, actually, I'm not judging you because they're Spanish. I'm judging you because you've allowed me to suggest that you don't like, to me, the greatest directors in the entire genre. Fulci, Argento, Bava. I like Bava. You're a fucking crazy person. <laughs> Demons and Demons 2 are amazing films, and you can go fuck yourself Wait, till Friday. Wait, were you Friday. talking about Mario or Lumberto? Lumberto Bava is amazing. God damn it! <laughs> Come on, man. Black Sabbath? <laughs> Just to be clear... I knew Justin was going to make that mistake, and that's why I said that, because I knew he was going to go for the coked-up 80s version of Bava, Liberto Bava, and not the actual master of cinema that has influenced filmmakers for, you know... Demons so, is an incredible movie, and so is Demons 2. Yeah, exactly. Lumber- and I hope you shit your pants in the next week. Lumberto. Demons and Demons 2 are incredible for the same reason that House by the Cemetery is incredible. Wrong! 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 Wrong. You are so wrong. Finish your point, Jeff, please. It's just a collection of really great imagery, but with not a lot holding it together. There's a fucking plot to demons. There are demons, and there's a movie theater. Demons, literally, it makes every single fucking Lucio Fulci film seem like Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. What the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) Demons, it doesn't even make sense internally. Also, demons going by zombie rules... I'm calling shenanigans. Sure. If they scratch you, you become a demon. Fuck that. You have to be possessed. And that ignores the point that we were talking about anyway, which is that those are two of Lumberto Bava's 30 films that you are managed to pull out as good. What about Bruno Mattei? What about Joe D'Amato? I'm supposed to believe that you like Italian filmmakers because of Bruno Mattei. How many Bruno Mattei films do you even like? All of them. Get out of my face. No human. Bruno Mattei doesn't like every Bruno Mattei movie. I don't have to defend myself against this (laughs) slander that I don't like Italian. First off, first off, I never, it wasn't like I walked in there and was like, hey guys, I'm the world's biggest Italian horror fan. I'm going to shrug and eat a meatball sandwich. Hey, Italian horror. Not at all. I didn't say that. I didn't say that either. All I said was when you're like, eh, I'm not that into Fulci, I'm like, well, I just don't think you're into that style overall. It's not like, it's not like. Fulci's an outlier. It, it, you know what I mean? It's because it's, it's it'd be like if someone was into all of the um, sort of new wave of American directors and they were just suddenly like, oh, I'm into all that. Well, except for Romero. I fucking hate Romero, but I like everybody else who started making movies around that time. That would be like an outlier scenario. But you not liking Fulci is not that surprising when you also don't like most of his contemporaries. Liam's a racist. <laughs> You've been trying to push awkward stuff this whole episode. No, I haven't. I have not. You're the one who made these. Okay, first off, no, I fine. I don't like Italian horror movies. There's nothing wrong with that. Just like what you like. I do like. I don't I like. like alien movies because aliens aren't scary. Oh god damn it! Anyway. I like. A, I like a couple of alien movies. <sighs> one or two. I don't like any movies with grays. Let's put that out there. Fucking oh my god! Their grays aren't scary. 
hey, so, uh, but you enjoyed House by the Cemetery, even though you usually hate Fulci. And you <laughs> tell should everyone, I hate Fulci? I just haven't seen that much Fulci. Gonna, I just well, said I love City of the Living Dead. God well, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> We, we, we will actually, it, listeners, you should write in and let us know if you think there are more Fulci movies I should force Justin to watch because he hates you Fulci. You will have to force me. The Beyond has the best Fulci ending. Yeah, the end of The Beyond is truly haunting and disturbing. And, it and makes beautiful. Me, yeah, it makes me like sad in a deep way. I, I, yeah. The Beyond is pretty amazing. Fine. The Beyond's amazing. You don't have to agree with this. I mean, it's no pumpkin head. Oh, I saw <laughs> How could you have given up this early? I know Lance Hendrickson. Who said I, I gave up? Lance I'm just Hendrickson. saving myself for later. <laughs> I, I know Lance Hendrickson. I have met Lance Hendrickson, and you, sir, are no are Lance, no Hendrickson. Lance Hendrickson. I appreciate that. Um, you what have it? met Lance Hendrickson, have you? Yeah, yeah. I have an autographed copy of his uh, autobiography. Is it called Lance Hendrickson by Lance Hendrickson? No, not bad for a human. Oh. Oh, yeah, that's, I get that. I get that reference. It's uh, what, that's what uh, the robot bishop says in Aliens. I get yes. that reference, yeah. I don't know. I've never seen it. Yeah. Liam hates alien movies. I hate them. I love aliens. It's so good. <laughs> okay, let's go back to House by the Cemetery and just yes. wrap up. So I Bob think, sucks. I think if you are not familiar with Fulci movies, I don't know that this is the one to come in on, only because it's, it's a little bit of a mess. Come in like everybody came in yeah, zombie on two. Zombie. Or, yeah, yeah, Zombie 2. I'm sorry, yeah. Let's call it by its real name, which is Zombie 2, in fact. That is the actual <laughs> the, name. I cannot wait to talk about that. And the, the Island the Doctor's issue. ever-changing stubble beard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I mean, that. Uh, Fulci didn't really care about things like continuity. That wasn't a thing no. he was concerned No, that's with. what I'm saying. It's like that's what makes, that's what makes his movies. Proper continuity hacks into your budget. That's and he for did not amateurs. have time for such things. That's for fucking True. amateurs. That's not for fucking maestros mm-hmm. yeah. like Fulci. Again, because he's Italian. Who are obsessed, with, who's obsessed with eyeballs. Yeah, I, I think people actually called him Maestro while he was alive. Like, Did they call him Plus, like, I mean, it's going to hook you in because it has a zombie shark fight. Zombie versus shark. Yeah. Two undead killers facing off in the dark. Thanks for listening. <laughs> this, uh-huh. <laughs> I think, I think um, not that we... So, I don't think this is the one to come in on if you're unfamiliar with Fulci. However... If you have seen a couple of Fulci films and you just haven't made the step towards House by the Cemetery because for whatever reason it, it didn't pique your interest. Most people I know have only seen Zombie, The Beyond, and uh, City of City Living Dead. Dead. And very few people have seen other things. A few people have seen Conquest just because it's so fucking nuts, weird. Now, here's here's a serious question. And yeah. um, this is going to sound like I'm being a dick, which I understand why you would think that. I would never think that. I know, right? Not once. Th- I these, love you. These movies... Um, these uh, city living the, the, the gates of hell trilogy. Sure, did Fulci refer to those films as a trilogy, or was that something that was ascribed to them later? That's actually a really good question that I don't know the answer to. I wonder if he, he described them as a trilogy, but it was like a loose trilogy, like kind of like, uh, for example, the Vengeance trilogy or the Berlin trilogy, yeah, or sure. the Apocalypse trilogy. The Apocalypse, trilogy. Yes, yes, yes. But that wasn't was. No, Carpenter did say that was yes. okay because there was a the theme about the end of the world. Yeah, I'm I'm sure what happens with these movies is you make two, and realize that they are thematically related, and you're about to make a third one. So you say, "Well, I really think of them as my." Or you just you just do what Marilyn Manson did with those three records, where he's like, "No, it's a trilogy, but in reverse." And I, this is the beginning, and that one, you guys, the, the Antichrist superstar and mechanical animals, and I'm unfamiliar. Okay. Same. <laughs> okay. Sorry. 
No, but it's so, okay. Going, it, it, I mean, that's kind of what like uh, the Bowie did with the Berlin trilogy. Like that was just like he made yeah. these three records, and yeah. then like they don't really sound much alike. I mean, the first two do, but then he was just like, no, that's my Berlin trilogy because they were all made in Berlin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this I don't one, know if it's if it's that if loose, a, but if it was like a, I, I, that's what I'm saying is I'm curious if he, if he purposely made these movies because I know that uh, Beyond and or the Beyond and City of the Living Dead. They actually do have as a plot point that there is these weird gates that are opening up and fucking weird shit is starting to happen. And but House by the Cemetery, there's not that aspect of like it's just there's this terrifying doctor who's undead. There's not this concept. Was of like there a, an implication that in the basement was one of the gates? No, that's what I'm saying is there's no idea of this thinning of the veil. I, I kind of wonder, though, like especially when Bob comes through, I, I feel I honestly I wonder if House by the Cemetery is also incomplete in some ways like. I don't know that Fulci, because if you all don't know, he wasn't always in great health. No, no, yeah, he didn't. He had a he had like what type two onset of diabetes, didn't he? Yeah, and I don't know if he was sick by this point. This might have been later, but I just know in general, he certainly wasn't known for completing things in a timely manner. Yes. So I'm wondering if there are chunks that should be in this movie that would maybe make it be. No, this was before because that that didn't start happening till like the early 90s from what yeah, I Yeah, that's gathered. fair. This is like, I just it, it's just the movie feels to me a little incomplete. And okay. I wonder if there in some original script or some other version there's some idea that the basement is somehow like a gate of hell, but maybe not. Maybe he's just saying thematically they're related, I don't know. Um it, it could have also been just the victim of cuts to just, you know, trim the fat and yeah, he trimmed sure. the wrong fat. I mean, there were definitely things in reading a little bit about the film online that there were things that got cut out that he wanted to cut out because they didn't work. So he included yet another eye gouging scene. He got rid of the talking dog who helped the family out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. <laughs> Rupert, but, the, Rupert, the talking boxer. They yeah. had to go. Get rid of Rupert. No Poochie. No Rupert. Um, so he, he cut another eye gouging scene because it didn't look realistic for him. But that's weird, though, that he would do that because that's like his fucking thing. Supposedly, it was only because he didn't think the effect worked. Oh, uh, the Maya's like, this is not good enough for the Maestro. I like the eye gouge. I like the eye gouge. This is not a good enough bullshit eye gouge. Bullshit eye gouge. The effects guy's like, but the Maestro, it's the best I could do. He's like, I'm done. I'm no more Italian accents. You're you... fired. Yeah. <laughs> what the? Jesus. Hey. Uh... That was like a terrifying James Lipton more than anything. <laughs> <laughs> I do have to say, thematically, we've kind of dropped the ball a little bit in that. Is this a haunted house movie? In one way, it was a perfect combo because apparently it's the same house as the other haunted house movie we yeah. were doing. So in a way, it's like it's good that we did these as a double feature. And it, I think this would be this. I mean, we had fun doing this as a double feature to a certain extent. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I think that I've read descriptions of this movie as a haunted house film. And I, maybe that makes sense because some of the things that happen are weird and supernatural. But in reality... There's just an undead yes. doctor in the basement. That's I, really what's going I, on. I here. put to you this is closer to a slasher film or like a mad doctor film than it is a sure. haunted house movie. Sure. Because there's no real haunting going on. Like the, the only it, it would be it would be like if you can call this movie a haunted house movie, yeah. then you can call Psycho a haunted house movie. Well, sure. throughout a lot of it, they wanted you to think it was a haunted house movie. I think yeah. that's I, the I, red herring. Yeah. It's weird that, that there were red herrings in that they like that there were some sort of ghost. But then there was also red herrings just in every character having a slow close-up of their eyes. Yeah. That you're just like, why are we looking yeah. at this girl's eyes right now? The, the, that's the Italian red herring, which they call the brown mackerel. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Don't laugh. You're only encouraging him. Uh, this is a good transition for us to take a break before we talk about Ghost House. 
Because I will put to you that Ghost House is a haunted house movie. However, it can't fucking help itself oh my to God. include slasher elements. In fact, there's almost an entire slasher subplot. You could remove big chunks of the supernatural here, and you still have crazy overall dude we'll, we'll get into it yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a weird mush up of a haunted yeah. house movie. mush up not mash up mush up yeah i fucking said mush up yeah that's what liam calls the purple too because mash up is too neat yeah i'm about for to that movie. i'm about to moosh you out oh my hard moosh oh is that a wild steel <laughs> reference Watch out. you're about to get mushed hey, <laughs> Don't All you, right, don't so you yeah, judge my references. Go see House by... That's fine. I can judge whatever I want. I'm Justin Lore. Uh, go see House by the Cemetery if you haven't seen it, and we're going to take a quick break. Uh, I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'll be right back. Jack off. I don't know. I just feel like we're in some kind of danger and we've got to do something. I don't like this place. It's depressing. There's something evil about the house. So we'll get started, do it. I don't need to. All right, and we're back. We're back to talk about 1988's La Casa 3. Ghost House. Released in the U.S. as Ghost House. 
Talk about the La Casa series. Okay, so the reason it's called La Casa 3 is because I love, 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 love the Italian tradition of making movies that are just sequels to American horror movies. Like we talked, Fulci did, Zombie is called Zombie 2 oftentimes because Dawn of the Dead was released in Italy as uh, Zombie. So Fulci was like, I need to make it the, the zombie movie. It's called Zombie 2. And it was just marketed as like a uh, – I, I promise to not do an Italian accent last of all 10 minutes. Uh, it was marketed as Zombie 2. Uh, so when people are like, oh, what's the what's Zombie 1? It's like, no, there is no Zombie 1. It's, Dawn of the Dead was Zombie 1. Um, they did the same thing with the um, – I was actually going to say they did the same thing. They did like Zombie 4 and 5. Like there's actually like three Zombie 3, Zombie 4, and Zombie 5, all of which were not – they have nothing to do with – Fulci zombie. Sure. Like yeah, Zombie 5 had birds in it. Yeah, Zombie yeah. 5 had birds. Zombie 4 had porn star Jeff Stryker in it, which is good great. Lord. Very good. Um, they all, so this Weird. one they did. So when Evil Dead was released in Italy, it was known as La Casa. And Evil Dead 2 was known as La Casa 2. So then when they released this one, they did La Casa 3. Like, it was directed by Umberto Lenzi, but it was produced... By fucking Joe D'Amato, who did one of my favorite, who did one of my favorite Italian horror movies, Anthropophagus. You ever see Anthropophagus? Anthropophagus. Anthropophagus. Yeah, it's not important how it's pronounced. It's, it's insane, dude. Joe D'Amato was a fucking crazy person. Have you seen Atar? Any of his uh, Conan ripoff movies? No. Okay, little bit. Joe Joe D'Amato. I I don't even. That's not his real. That's not his given name. That was his like stage name. Was an Italian producer director who did a lot of soft and hardcore pornography. Uh, non-sploit. He basically made non-sploitation movies what they are today. The thriving genre of non-sploitation movies. He also he did a uh, anthropophagus or anthropo whatever Jeff said anthropophagus anthropophagus, aka the Grim Reaper, which is insane. It's fucking crazy. Um, and he did the Atar series, which was he made like Conan the Destroyer or Conan the Barbarian came out, and Joe Dama was like, I need to make it a Conan movie, and then made Atar, and then like Conan the uh, Destroyer came out, Conan Barbarian, Conan the Destroyer is like Atar too, and then like there were no other Conan movies. So there were no mother Atar movies. And some other guy just made Atar 3. And Joe D'Amato was like, it's a god, but you make Atar 4. So you need to see Atar. Atar, their movies are crazy. So this movie was released as, it was, the original title was La Casa 3. Uh, La Casa 4 was Beyond, it's either, because Joe D'Amato produced two movies, Beyond Darkness, and then he made one called Beyond the Darkness. One of those movies is, is marketed as La Casa 4, and then... House 3, the horror show starring my friend Jeff's best friend, Lance Hendrickson, is often marketed as La Casa 5. And I think in some countries, the first house is marketed as one of the La Casa movies. So when this movie came... Side note, your man Joe D'Amato directed 195 films. Yes, the man was... He was a workaholic. You say what you will about the guy. He he, he was not lazy. What was I his mean, if name? you watch one of his movies, he, he wrapped one of them up in, two, in, a, in a week and a half. Okay, that's... that's yeah. Uh, what was what was his uh, what was his his given name, Liam? You got you got. I have no idea. Oh, you don't have IMDb open? I do, but I'm only looking at all these crazy fucking movies. Read some of the titles for him. Read, read some Giuseppe D'Amato. No, it's, no, D'Amato was so, not even in there. Starting in 1989, going backwards in time, Blue Angel Cafe, Top Model, Dirty Love, Eleven Days, Eleven Nights, Ooh. Killing Birds, A Lustful Mind, Christina. Convent of Sinners. Yes. Delicia. 
La Alcova, the pleasure. Oh. The Blade Master. Endgame, Bronx, Yota, Finale, 1983. Starring Steven Benson. Sure. Love in Hong Kong. Oh. Unleashed Perversions of Emmanuel. <laughs> there we go. So you, you understand what kind of The movies... Emperor Caligula, the untold story. Fuck, I want to know what was cut from the original Caligula. Oh, and then I just got to... So this to... is like canon, but even lower rent. And then oh, I just Jesus got to Christ. 1982's yeah. A Tour, The Fighting Eagle. Yes. Ooh. That's, yeah. Which the movie he made before A Tour is 2020 Texas Gladiators. <laughs> I have to find a copy so of basically that. Basically this, yeah, this makes canon movies look like, I don't know... MGM movies? Yes. Like this, Joe D'Amato is a man who oozes sleaze. Um, 1980s, Sexy Nights of the Living Dead. Fuck. Oh, Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. <laughs> How is that okay? A true, okay, sorry. It's keep going. not okay. That's, it's like in my head, Joe D'Amato lived on a yacht that just constantly evaded, like he was international waters at all time, just to evade capture from like copyright infringement. So, um, when La Casa 3 was released in America, they couldn't call it fucking Evil Dead 3. So they're like, uh, it's just, let's give it a title. Uh, where does it take place? There's a house. The ghost? Cool. Ghost house. Um, the plot is that this guy, it opens up with an actually kind of creepy sequence where the little girl, this guy, this dude is in a house and he hears like a noise in his bed, this reoccurring song, this like creepy sing song that da na 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 And there's like this like, backwards masking going on and he goes down in the basement and he sees his daughter his real name Jordan's uh, real name was Aristide Massachesi oh that sounds made up but that's amazing that's his real name because Joe D'Amato sounds like the walking embodiment of Carl from uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force like yeah. <laughs> that's what like Joe D'Amato definitely like fixed your pipes yeah Joe D'Amato is like D'Amato's plumbing we do the best we'll undercut it but you don't want to like leave someone there unsupervised um, so this guy goes downstairs to the to More the basement. Hatred of Italians, of of of, of sub. No, god damn it, <laughs> of subpar contractors. Subpar contractors, yeah. So Ghost House is this guy. It opens up, and this gentleman he hears this noise, and he goes down to the basement. He finds, as already finds a dead cat, like the mutilated cat, and um, uh, yeah. And his daughter has mutilated the cat. Daughter has mutilated the cat, and then he gets his head cracked open. In a pretty effective scene. Yeah. And then his wife sees the fucking mirror warping and it's very creepy. And then the mirror explodes and she gets her throat cut and and then it flashes forward and we're treated to this guy. I don't know his name. I don't know any of these characters' names. I don't care. They're not important. They're not important. And don't let me let me let me be clear about that. This I, is a movie where every character is a secondary character. But I really like this movie though. Oh, that doesn't take away from yeah, yeah, the yeah. enjoyment. That's the thing is, there's just no important yeah, characters. There's, there, in there's the movie. no important characters. Do not let, let let me be clear from the start that I I I did enjoy this movie. So then there's this like amateur ham radio person. Also, real quick, shout out to my man Joe Ferrer from the Nazar or the airport pawn second half of the A Town Dream Team. Fuck Tom Patterson. Fuck everyone else that works there. My man Joe loves this movie and he's the one who recommended it. That's why I did it. Joe Ferrero, A Town Dream Team forever. So, see, there's an Italian I don't hate. Joe Ferrero, great guy. This is the low point of this episode, right? No, now. it's not. Right at this moment. Is I'm giving a point. shout out to my good friend, Joey. He's this a great is... guy. Anyway, so these there's this amateur ham ham radio operator who's operating his ham radio. And he gets... Amateurly. Amateurly, very badly, not paid. And he hears this... He hears a dude screaming. And then he hears a woman 
screaming and he's like telling his girlfriend he's like oh the chili's hot oh, i got a this transmission and they trace it to this house they go to this house mayhem ensues um he also hears the creepy song they play this song the creepy song yeah 500 times and it's just like over and over again like nah, nah, nah. and the what is the voice saying like i don't think I, they ever, I, they, yeah it's, it, 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 it's isn't it saying like beneath or something like that i have no idea it doesn't it's, it's not it, it's i think they figure it out at some point they do the but like it doesn't really take away from how just unsettling it is oh it's absolutely it's unsettling. really I, creepy yeah um, so then, like, these people, they go to this house, and um, on the way there, they pick up this hitchhiker. Yep. <laughs> they sure do. They pick up a hitchhiker, and I don't know the guy's name. Um, he's a large gentleman of color. And it sounds like Joe D'Amato, when he was producing this movie, he was like, get me one of the fat boys. I need one of the... They're Americans. They like the fat boys. Also, this movie takes place in Boston as well. This movie actually takes place in Boston. Like they No, le- it doesn't. This is what's so random about this movie is that, yeah, they live in Boston. Yeah. But most of it happens at this other place. But, like, neither of these movies really feel the need to help you understand where this place is. From- they just get in their car and they just drive there. But the driving sequence makes it seem just forever. But then later on, they're like, we're just going to go back. And it, they're like there in five minutes. They're just back at the house. Yeah. So for all intents and purposes, we're just going to say this movie takes place in Boston. Okay. So the guy's the like. The greater Boston yeah. area. So they're driving. The guy's like, hey, the fucking Yankees. Hey, I'm a Red Sox fan or whatever. whatever. I don't know. I'm not from Boston. So they pick up this, this hitchhiker and it is the most offensive portrayal of an African-American I've ever seen. He won't shut up. He's super annoying. He has a gold chain for no reason. For doesn't, no reason. Doesn't match rest his outfit, and he steals money. That's he steals all he money. does. He hitchhikes and steals money with with his little with hand his thing. claw. Yeah. yeah. So it sounds like Joe D'Amato was like, "We need to get a guy that'll get a rapper to break dance and challenge the ghost to a freestyle battle." Like Joe, we can't do that. He's like, "Fine, have him steal five dollars." And they're like, "It's okay, the eighties. We can." And we make him have steal money, and that's what happens. Um, so they go to this house and. All this really weird, nonsensical, unsettling shit starts happening that definitely makes this a haunted house movie. Um, they, they, they're hearing this like weird noise, this sing-songy voice. They're seeing visions of this little girl and her fucking terrifying clown doll. And then these other people show up. I forget why those other people showed up. That little girl earns yes. whatever they paid her. So Okay, so they get to the house. The house is seemingly abandoned. But then it's not. There's a whole other group of people who are also at the house, only they never saw them before. In a very conspicuous RV outside. Yes. Yeah. yeah I, I assume, I guess they were supposed to have left and come back, but they're exploring the house, and this guy's like, what are you guys doing here? We're staying here at this house. But uh, by the way, they've also broken into the house. Yeah. Squatters right. Everyone has squat is squatting <laughs> in this house. So... There's like like mayhem ensues. Like one guy gets his throat cut by a fan. It's really cool. Um, and then like a fucking gardener shows up. I think the gardener showed up as they as the first couple pulled up to the house, and he was giving them a creepy look and telling oh them just to go. lurking in the trees. Yeah, cre- creepy guy in overalls telling them to not go there. He was that guy. The classic horror trope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the, what the fuck? Then like all this like all this other unsettling shit happens. Um, bunch of people die. Uh, this they keep again this little girl and this 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 cl- it's the clown doll it looks like the clown doll from Poltergeist like that was it looks a lot like it that. looks almost exactly like the clown doll from Poltergeist <sighs> and I mean again it's still creepy because it's a little girl just carrying clown doll around well it doesn't have the hook nose did it have a hook nose in Poltergeist I thought it did my memory's a little shot memory's a little 
anti-Semitic. I was going to say, there's Liam and his anti-Semitism again. <laughs> no, it had like a weird, I remember it having like a no, weird. It, it definitely Does it have did. A, it, it had it like had, a Punch and Judy it had odd. It had odd features. Did it? Yeah. Well, if only there was a collection of information. Yeah. So anyway, when Liam settles the Punch versus Judy debate, whether or not the clown from Poltergeist had a hooked nose, which feels disgusting even saying it. Um, Freudstein. Freudstein. <laughs> Freudstein the clown. Um, all this other weird stuff starts happening. Um, the thing that really got me was the scene in the RV where, like, the one girl, what the fuck does she see where they're just like, she sees something horrific, the younger girl. Yeah. And they're just like, she's always lying. Just here's some drugs, go sleep in the trailer. Like, they literally give her, like, Xanax to go pass out in the trailer. Yeah, they just kind of give her the brush off. Yeah, so she's... All right, I'm wrong, but it doesn't look like the clown in the movie. Okay, Liam was wrong. That means I'm right. No, but it doesn't. I mean, look at this picture. That clown does not have a hooked nose. No, but it doesn't look like the clown. That wasn't the question that was up for debate, Liam. You're a fucking monster. You're the one over there like, oh, I didn't like it because it had a hooked nose. Oh, God. Okay, so in the RV. So in the RV, the girl sees on the TV, the younger girl on the TV sees this vision of a little girl with this clown. And she's just staring at the camera. This little girl is. And I normally don't like child actors. I don't find children scary. Uh, I don't find the trope of scary children to be scary. I didn't think, like, one of the things I hated most about Sinister was I don't find children being creepy creepy. It just, it doesn't work for me. I think the only thing effective about Sinister was the footage that they found. Everything True. else was just kind of Yeah, yeah, crap. fair enough. I like Ethan Hawke, but I'll, I'll yeah. Uh, Ethan Hawke. Yeah, okay. yeah. I'll, I'll give you Ethan so, Hawke. So, uh, but this little girl was terrifying in this movie. She She was just totally expressionless. She was so, but that's the thing, her fucking eyes. It was like... Piercing. Yeah, like she just, like the way she would look, it was so just like creepy and like, it's just weird that this little girl said nothing and was the best actor in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so then they they go to, they find out, they, 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 they're telling this like cop about it. Um, and he's like, yeah, that's the house that the guy used to live in, that the funeral director. Yeah, he worked at this town place in town. And they go to the this funeral home and the, the main, the amateur ham operator guy, he just walks in the funeral home. And he, he literally walks into the funeral home where the guy's doing, like, an autopsy. And yeah. they're like, oh, how can I help you? Like, yeah, come in and let me chop this body apart in front of you. Um, and he, they say that it turns out that the guy we see in the beginning with the little girl, he used to work at this funeral home and he was fired because he would take shit from the corpses home for his little girl. Why not? That makes perfect sense to me. Now, to be specific, material possession. Material he possession. Take... He's not like, hey, my little girl would like that girl's, that lady's middle finger. Oh, when he takes it. He's also Andrew Dice Clay, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) That was one of the worst of your random impressions ever. (laughs) Why would he sound like Andrew Dice? You know what? Forget it. Just forget it. It's just let it it happen. Just let it happen. So anyway, um, he this clown that we keep seeing was supposed to be buried with this woman. And the guy's like, my daughter would really like that clown. Father of the year. Fuck it. Yeah. They're going to have this clown buried with a woman. I'll take that for my child. Here, here's this clown that was going to get buried. Have it. Um, And they allude to it being the reason this girl goes crazy and all this shit happens. I don't think they ever explain who kills the father in the beginning. Who kills the mother as well. I don't think they ever really explain that. Oh, they show the hand, and then you're supposed to get the feeling that the hand looks like the clown hand. And they do it at other times in the movie, too. Does it look at like the clown hand? No, it doesn't at all. Okay, okay. But they want you to think that. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, Italian horror film continuity. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now the hand of this one was it the hand, was it played by like the the woman? 
who, who at the I'm, end of I'm and ha- didn't, House of the Cemetery. Clarify. It wasn't the one for House of the Cemetery. House of the Cemetery was in her hands. It wasn't. Uh, what's his name? I I've already stopped paying attention. God to everything. damn it, Liam! So all this stuff happens, and then there's like this like weird subplot where there's a gardener who kills people. He attacks someone with a pitchfork. Uh, blah 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 happens. He's he's silencing people about. What had happened? Yeah. What What really happened? Can yeah. we Can we actually talk about this gardener thing? Because um, often the um, uh, weird O gardener character in these movies, who is sort of warning you, like you don't want to go there, you don't want to do that, whatever, whatever. They're not usually also the killer. They're usually yeah. the red herring. So it's strange in this movie that, like, yes, not only do we have ghost girl and her creepy doll and all of the insane some of which is very effective some of which is corny but stuff that they have going on then there's also an actual flesh and blood person killing people who seems to have some sort of insane strength there are multiple times when he shouldn't be able to do things that he does like throwing people or like it's like oh we've got him he's tied up and whatever and then he just like breaks free and knocks everyone out and gets away and there's just something about him he that beats is... the funeral director to death with a hammer. Very, very, very. To be fair, that funeral director basically just gave up. Like he just <laughs> saw that guy. That was the most anticlimactic he... death I've ever seen. He was just like. Also, Ugh. as he was laying the funeral director in the coffin, more continuity. There was the blood, already blood, blood in the coffin. Liam pointed that out. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was like, oh, they've done this scene before. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, I like the scene where the RV is like rocking. The van's don't rocking. bother knocking. Don't, don't bother knocking. Yeah. Um. So all this weird, it's just it's the daughter, it's the clown. I don't know. Um, and then it ends. The movie's over. Um, like this, this movie wasn't, it wasn't a good movie. Not by any stretch Not by of any stretch of imagination. But it was really fun. And I don't mean that in the way that like people say like, oh, it's like a fun, it's fun for the whole family, which means like one person will enjoy it. Like this was not a well-made movie. Uh, but it was definitely, it had effective parts. And it was very like like this was the perfect movie that if I was like fourteen years old and wanted to rent a movie, I would rent Ghost House. And earlier, I, I my, my my friend Joe like that's what how he described it. He and his younger brother they would watch it. It was like one of those like TV movies that would be on at like one in the morning on a Saturday night, and they would watch it. And that's like the perfect description for this movie. Um, it, it, I mean, it's 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 fucking called Ghost House. Like, I mean, it doesn't get any more generic than that. Like, I, I cannot think of another movie out there that has like. A more like a, 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 a such as I mean, except for maybe the house by the cemetery that has such a name that just like explains it. like you know what you're getting yourself into. There's a house and there's ghosts in it. I don't know that that explains though. Like there's something so weird about the clown. Like you could have done a movie like this and have it be like a haunted house film and not have this weird clown thing going on. Like I I did not see that coming before we saw the movie. Even though isn't the clown on the cover of the Yes, it's the yes. little girl and the clown. Or, 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 oh, yeah. But I was not, I don't, I don't know. I think there was something unique about that. On the other hand, the the, weather, the way I would contrast these films a little bit is that I think they both have weird imagery, but I think that Fulci is such a better, I was going to say better director, but maybe what I mean is um, visual director. he's a better yes. eye. Yeah, he's yes, a better like definitely. cinematographer that this movie feels rough. 
Yeah. Like, I bet you House by the Cemetery and Ghost House are actually budget-wise similar. Yeah. But Ghost House feels a little bit more like, whoa, we're figuring it out. It, like, it, it really lacked, like like I said about House by the Cemetery, Ghost House really lacked the voyeuristic nature. There you go, Jeff. I remember that. It really, it really lacked that sort of perverse, like, look sure. at this, look at this terrible thing happening. Because there was some gore in Ghost House, but it wasn't like, it wasn't like the camera didn't, like, linger on it and, like, ooh, like, look at this. Like, um... I just feel like Ghost House 2, it, it, it was, it was more difficult for it to keep my attention, but so much ridiculous things happened that I think that's why I feel like House by the Cemetery. As much as there's things about it I can pull apart as a whole, it keeps me engaged yeah. somehow. Whereas Ghost House, it was more the individual set pieces would either be awesome or dumb. But yeah. either way, I'd be amused. Like, wait, why is this happening? Like, okay, yeah. I'll go with this. this what is, what's the deal here? The, the, this movie, uh, I, I I hate to say this because it sounds stupid. This movie had heart. It, yeah, I could say that. I could agree with that. Yeah, I'll watch a bad movie made in earnest. Yes, exactly. Yeah, uh, exactly. So much quicker than I'll watch some fucking Sharknado thing. I was that literally just about to say, like, that. oh, we're gonna make it to make yeah. it bad. Yeah, like if you like, like Ninja Busters. I don't know if either of you have fucking seen it. love it. That movie was made with just so much heart. We were like, of course it's a piece of shit, but this guy poured his soul into exactly. it, exactly, and it makes it enjoyable. Like the people in this movie, they they gave one hundred and ten percent in making this movie, absolutely. And it's not their fault that this movie is a subpar, goofy, silly movie. Yeah, like the whole clown thing. It's called Ghost House, and earlier I said it was like the most. Oh, there's ghosts in house, like. It, there's this clown that's in it, and they, they the guy they they make this offhand reference that like oh there was this woman who had the clown she was going to be buried with, so right there, there's like a weird untold story there, and at the very end you see the clown like spoiler the at the end the clown is like in a store window in like New York City being sold or Boston being sold and it's like so there's this idea that this 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 clown that something about this clown is the driving force and it's not just like it's it, it's not like in poltergeist where it's just like oh clowns are scary so we're gonna have a clown come alive and attack someone like there's something more to this clown that i think i don't know if it was on purpose but that that it is really sinister in the fact that there was a woman who was going to be buried with it and then something about it compelled this guy to take it home to his daughter and then that in turn corrupted his daughter would you think it was that woman's unsettled spirit? I don't know. I don't know if it would be her unsettled spirit or like, 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 why did she want the clown? That would to... fulfill the ghost category. It, it would be. But why did she want the clown buried with her? That's what I'm saying is before in like in her will, I want this clown buried with me. You like, know, it, well, it's something like supernatural, something you treasure. Maybe you, uh, maybe you stay with. Oh, yes. Like when I die, I'm going to have Liam buried with me. That's cool. I think we're overthinking the the, the, the clown. I don't think, but I'm just saying that's. I'm I'm saying maybe I am. I'm just saying personally that's what made this like that was that was a that was a, a, a an aspect of the story that I think made it more than just a dumb haunted house movie. Yeah, I'll give you that. I I, I still it still felt pretty dumb, but oh yeah, no I think, doubt. I think that there's well, and I think in that way it still has that Italianness to it. Yeah, which is this sort of like. Um, the nightmare weirdness is more important than internal logic. Like, oh, to no me, the, the perfect embodiment of that is the ghost Doberman. Yes, I totally <laughs> forgot about the ghost Doberman. It's it's just scary to have a dog barking at you. The fact that the dog isn't real doesn't matter. It's just scary yeah. that there's a dog barking at you. I completely forgot about the ghost Doberman. Oh my god, it's just a barking dog. A man who outside this building 
got very excited about two dogs walking by, forgot about the ghost Doberman. <laughs> the ghost Doberman is so funny to me because it's literally just an image that's like, aren't Dobermans scary? Dobermans are not scary. The Doberman doesn't do anything. He just barks. And, and then he's not real. It, it doesn't snarl. It doesn't act aggressive. You could tell like literally they just had this dog there and then they were like, make it bark. And then it just like, it would be the same way if my dog, I was like, Coco Bean, do you want a treat? Well, Coco Bean doesn't bark. But if I had like a dog that barked, they would just like bark for a treat. Like it wasn't like an aggressive bark. It was just barking. And the guy was like, you know what? I'm going to kill this. Do- <laughs> I'm going to kill this dog. Because he didn't know it was a ghost dog. It was probably just the neighbor's dog. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, can there was a Doberman. I do think we're playing down a little bit. Like, if you were already in a heightened sense of something weird is going on, and there was clearly no dogs prior, and you just walked into the hallway. And a dog materialized? If I was doing that, I would let a dog kill me before I raised my hand against a dog. It's a Doberman. I think there's something intimidating to people about Dobermans or German Shepherds. Mm-hmm. Mostly because Germans are bad. Yes. But, but uh, yeah, Doberman. It was a weird moment, and it was a moment that I think... Did the uh, Doberman have clipped ears? I don't remember. If he didn't have clipped ears, I'm okay with his floppy ears. <laughs> Did he have the pointy ears? He had the pointy ears. That's a little ears. intimidating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still, I would still pet him. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think Ghost House is a little bit more of a fun film than it is a scary film. I would not But call, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I would not call Umberto Lenzi the maestro. Oh, no. He was a puppet of Joe D'Amato. I mean, he did make Cannibal Ferox. That's the same guy? Yeah, yeah. I just, yeah. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I hate Cannibal Ferox, so I'm yeah. okay with that. Be you were the one on the Cinepunks episode where you were like, cannibal movies are inherently racist. I believe that was Josh, but I said, you're not wrong. Okay. It's it's an, it, it's a fair statement. Okay. A lot of cannibal movies are just based upon the idea that people in the jungle want to eat you. Yeah. If you want to, we, if you want to hear more about this, go back on the episode I did with these guys on Horror Business where we were supposed to talk about werewolves, but we ended up talking about Green Inferno and how movies like that have a racist... To be fair, Green Inferno is particularly offensive just because... Eli Roth made it. Eli, Eli Roth, Roth is it. an edgelord among edgelords. He is. And not the way Liam and I are lords of the edge. Well, yes. There's a difference between being an edgelord and a lord of the edge. Yes. Which yes. Liam and I are proud lords of the edge. Yes. <laughs> so... Anything else to say so about Ghost House? So Ghost House, huh? Yeah. I right. really like Ghost House. I I, I, it's it's one, I've only seen now two of these Ghost House, or Ghost House, La Casa movies, mm-hmm. not counting the original Evil Dead. Yeah. I was about to say, and you've seen three of them. I definitely yeah. like it more than the other one I saw, which I believe is uh, Beyond Darkness. Is it Beyond Darkness or Beyond the Darkness? It might be Beyond the Cause Darkness. Because there's, 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 there's Beyond the Darkness, and then there's Bueno Mego. I think that's perfect. Don't try to say things in other languages. It's but the title is bon, it's whatever one is La Casa Five. God damn it. Is the one that I've seen before. You okay. said Bueno, which which is good. No, not, not Bueno, Buen. Oh Buen. Buen. So I believe the order goes uh people out there, I shouldn't be out there. Uh I believe it's uh so Ghost House is four, Ghost House is three. Then I think four is the one with David Hasselhoff. Yes, beyond the dark. Beyond, oh, I can't. I don't think David Hasselhoff is in Beyond Darkness because I think I had Beyond Darkness. <clears throat> I get, I get fucking, I get, I get one, I get one bar of transmission. Jesus Christ, we live in a godless world because I can't get, I can't get service down here. <laughs> you should hit the table more. No, uh, but I think this one is way more enjoyable. If you've seen some of these La Casa movies, this yeah, is because more this movie, like this, this movie didn't have the like over the top insanity that. Witchery. 
No, witchery. I, I thought witchery was the one with David Hasselhoff. Yeah. Yes. So there's so that's one. That's four. There's that's four. number five, five is beyond darkness. Is beyond darkness. Okay. What the fuck was I talking about with the heart with the with the with the the, the house three? No. So and then. Well, There's probably like 40 Lacazas that Joe D'Amato released. Yeah, Beyond Darkness. Yeah, Beyond okay. Darkness. So I used to own Beyond Darkness. Okay. I think uh, Screen Factory put a double feature of that out with Metamorphosis. Okay, okay. And uh, neither of those movies is very good. No, I mean, I, I mean, this is barely... If Screen Factory is putting it on a double feature, it's probably not... Right. So if you're interested in checking out the Lacasa movies, um, I, we can definitely recommend Ghost House. I've never seen Witchery. No. So no idea, but no. don't see beyond. I mean, don't not. I I couldn't recommend Beyond Darkness. Yeah, because I just think it's it's it didn't really work. Yeah. All right. Uh, so I think that's what the kids call that's a wrap. <laughs> Get Shutter. Get Shutter. I cannot. Get Shutter. Both of these are on Shutter. We're going to be doing Shutter. more episodes of things that are on Shutter. Uh, I want to do an episode that is Shutter. Okay, I want to do two Shutter episodes where there's sure. uh, a Shutter exclusive. I want to do Prevenge and another movie because Prevenge looks amazing. And then there's the whole like shorts on Shutter. I want to do an episode where it's just the shorts of Shutter. Okay. I would be into that actually yeah. because a uh, friend of the show, uh, Izzy, uh, Izzy Lee has a short on there. Cool. Innsmouth. Rock and roll. I like that. Innsmouth. I, I know who lives in Innsmouth. The fishmen who come from beyond the sea from Father Dagon and Cthulhu. Yep. That's it, Innsmouth. So, all right. That's that. Uh, what else happened? Um, you know that Bill Paxton died and we didn't bring it up on this show? It's very weird. We that is a crying It's shame. extremely weird. I feel like an asshole. Bill fucking Paxton died and we didn't bring it up on the show. Son of a bitch. The only man to be killed by an alien, a predator, and a Terminator. Yep. Exactly. So, um, we, we covered, just to wrap this up, La Casa 6 is House 2, the second story. Okay. And La Casa 7 is the horror show. Cool. All right. Brian James' finest movie. Um, yeah, so is there anything coming up uh, horror-related we wanted to hype at all? Um, not, I mean, nothing that will, uh, I mean, I know it's Steel Stacks in Bethlehem, uh, the 21st or the 22nd, Raw is playing. Oh, they're doing Raw, which doing we're Raw. excited to see. Yeah. Uh, we were doing a ticket giveaway, it's not horror, but you probably understand it, for Free Fire, uh, the new Ben. By we, you mean the Cinepunks. Yeah, but the new Ben Wheatley movie, but all those are gone, so by the time you hear this, even if I get it up before the screening... All the passes are And gone. let me tell you, Liam always gets it up. Oh, I do. Uh, do you, can you think of anything coming up horror-wise that's worth hyping up? I mean, because I won't be on the show probably between now and then. Just uh, go to Monster Mania in August. Yes, in August. Uh, Come say hi to me. Pollyanna McIntosh is be there, and I'm looking at you to get a, get a, bite, a clip from her. Absolutely. Yes, Jeff! Uh, <laughs> I mean, more importantly, say hi to me when you're yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I'm going to hang out with Jeff there. I'm going to have a, a laminate and a, and, and a denim vest, so. Cool. A le- denim vest that says, when I die, throw me in the trash. Yes. Studio house, rock and roll. Studio house designs. Um, There's some stuff going on at Mahoning Drive and Zombie Fest at the yeah. end of May. They're going to do some cool shit there. I mean, we'll have um, some stuff up before then, but yeah. it's worth planning for that now, because I, I think those are starting to get to the point where they might sell out. Uh, and there's also going to be the I, – I, I, I'm going to say it. I don't want to. There's going to be a weekend of vampire movies. I'm not going to say a vampire weekend, even though I just did. There's I believe they called Lost it – I believe they called it 
the Vamparty. Vamparty, yes. It's like Fright Night, Lost Boys, and the the uh, the, the the vampire. I don't know. That's a movie they made up. I can't think yeah. of the third one. Uh, we we already. It's, I mean, it's worth it to see for Fright Night and Lost. Yeah, Boys. I was going to say you already said Fright Night and Lost Boys, so it doesn't really yeah. matter what yeah, the other they, one. Yeah, they could is. they could be showing uh, the, the third feature should be near dark, but uh, I agree. It is what yeah, it is. That's that's a good point, actually. I don't yeah, know. We should we should get all the hey, people at uh, Mahoning. Hey, not to tell you how to do your business because you're hey. very good at it, but uh, hey. And I know the Exum guys have a print of Near Dark. Watch Near Dark. Yep. It's, do the Exum guys movie. have something coming up? Did they add a screening of something? Uh, I, I mean, I know X Fest is coming up. I think the next thing coming up is X Fest. I feel like they also, though, later on added a double feature, not between now and X Fest, but they added one that's coming up, but I forget what it is. Go to Exum. Films. Go to yeah. Go to Exum Films. Go to the like ch- them on Facebook. Uh, yeah, if you're anywhere near Philadelphia, their screenings are amazing. They're so much fun. Same with if you're in Northeastern PA, go to the Mahoning Drive-in. Um, yep, I'll post. I'll post about it in the show notes. Um, as always, thank you for listening. Um, if you want, like I said, leave us a five star review on uh, iTunes or retweet something, and then. Email us at theharbiz at gmail.com with your address, and I will send you stickers and pins. Jeff knows. I just gave him a bunch today. They're awesome. Uh, download. Liam, what's the other things that you're supposed to do on iTunes? I just drew a blank. because Rate, crazy. review, subscribe. Rate, review, subscribe. Download, download, download. Hit the table as much as possible. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. And go on uh Patreon, 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 oh, yeah, and check out support our support. We, we have not talked we about the not. Patreon enough. We have we have about- a Patreon page. We should mention at the beginning of every episode, but Justin hates me, so he won't do it. So that's fine. Liam hates me more than I do. <laughs> we so please. I see him. I see an equal mutual hate. Here, it's, so. I appreciate it's profound that. hatred of Liam O'Donnell. Um, <laughs> um, hey, support our Patreon. Uh, we sort of stalled out on it because we stopped promoting it, but we. Should promote it. Plus, the people who have signed up have things coming. And part of the reason I haven't promoted it is because I haven't followed through on the things. Who uh, who signed up for it? Could you name a couple gentlemen? Well, there was a guy. uh, How do you say his name? Thibole. Thibulu. Thibulu. Joffrey Thibulu and uh, Hustine LaRue, I believe, are two sexy gentlemen who signed up for it. But Um, yeah, check us out on Patreon. It's really cool. You do that. I'll send you Now, you have the option of a one-time gift or monthly. Look at fucking Jeff over here hyping this. You do. Jeff knows about the Patreon. Jeff knows his shit. I mean, it's it's worth it to give. I mean, if you like the the podcast, you may as well help help the guys out. Thank you, Jeff. Yeah, thank you so much, Jeff. Jeff, thank you for being on the show. (laughs) Ding! Oh, that's a donation coming in from yeah. uh, uh, from, uh, from 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 Hugh Hefner. Oh, how about yeah. that? Uh, he's like Hugh Hefner. Who are you? <laughs> fine, I'm fine. clearly making a WHYY reference, and you're like Hugh Hefner. Hugh Hefner has ever supported Channel Twelve. Okay, let's put that out there. Go drink from the fucking toilet. <laughs> this is Justin Lore signing off for Horror Business. Stay spooky, my friends. This is Liam, the true host of Harvest. (laughs) You're a piece of shit. (laughs) Eat shit and live.